Hey everyone, welcome back to this month's episode of Post-Secondary Tea, a podcast presented by Leap Canada. On today's episode, we'll be discussing an important but often, un- often underutilized tool in university, office hours. Office hours are such a great way to make meaningful relations with profs and TAs, get your questions answered, and really build a connection with the people who are marking your assignments and tests. On today's episode, we'll be discussing all things academics to help you succeed on your next final or midterm and get the grade that you're going for. Alrighty, so on today's episode, I'm excited to be joined by Truman from Queens, if you just want to give a quick introduction. Hey everyone, Uh, so my name is Truman. Uh, As Noah just mentioned, I'm from Queens University. Uh, I'm currently in my third year uh, of the computing program, uh, specializing in uh, software design. Awesome, thanks for that introduction. And on today's episode, like you know, we're going to be discussing academics, office hours, and all things studying, and I'm sure in a computer science field, there's a lot of that. For sure. So the first topic I wanted to cover was office hours, because I feel like that's a topic not a lot of like first years and high school students know much about. So if you could explain just like what office hours are and how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, so office hours, um, usually they're laid out in your syllabus very early on. Um, if not, they'll probably be relayed to you in some fashion by your professors. Um, and office hours are usually basically just almost like help sessions. I think that's the best way to think about it. Um, so for example, if you know your professor has office hours, if you need some clarification on a topic, you can feel free to go to those. Um, TAs will usually have office hours if you also need clarification. Uh, usually you try to go to the TAs first before you go to the professor. Um, but I would definitely recommend that if people are running into issues, uh, definitely attend those office hours. They can be super helpful because um, especially those TAs, they're all there um, for like to help you essentially. They're responsible for maybe grading your assessments. They know the material well, so they can help you if you ever need. Um, so I would highly recommend going to those. Um, speaking from a TA perspective, um, there's plenty of students that um, they seem to maybe struggle with some areas. And I think like many people can benefit from going to office hours. I know some people maybe shy away from it just because the thought of you know having to go ask for help um, might um, kind of make them avoid it. But um, there's definitely nothing wrong with it. You know, TAs and professors alike are happy to see students coming to get help in their class. Um, and we essentially just want to see everybody succeed. Yeah, for sure. And then can you talk a little bit more from your perspective as a TA, kind of like any tips you've kind of learned from that experience in terms of like studying and how to make the most of classes? Uh, so just studying and such? Yeah, just anything from like your experience as a TA and how that's helped you say as a student. Mm-hmm. So um, as a TA, I guess with respect to studying, um, I a lot of time I see many students, like I guess they study through their notes and such, but of course you're gonna run into lots of areas that maybe you don't properly understand. Um, it's definitely important to make sure you clearly understand everything. Uh, when you take your notes, try to make them as detailed as possible. Um, usually you'll run into situations where maybe a professor might mention something um, in their lecture that's maybe not like in their actual notes or like PowerPoints and such. Uh, So try to keep some of those details down as um, I found in some classes, um, they have been pretty important. And it's just important to kind of just listen to what your professors have to say during class time. Um, And I guess with respect to studying as well, like just to go a little bit further into it, um, it's important to stay on top of your readings, especially if they're required for your classes. Um, You don't wanna be the one that has to catch up on like five chapters of readings over two days before your midterm. Um, It's better to just stick with those readings, even if they take a while each week, it's better that you do them in the week rather than have to cram uh, before a big assessment. 
Yeah, for sure. I can definitely feel that one. Readings are pretty brutal right now, but getting them done every week just means they don't pile up or suddenly you've got 100 pages to read. And, sure. uh, and then do you think it's a good idea to, I guess, to kind of get to know your TAs? Like, even if you don't have, say, as many questions, just attending their office hours and getting to know them, is there benefits to that? Um, I think it can definitely be useful. Um, one thing that I learned from university um, is just that um, connections are key, especially in I, at least the computer science field. Connections can be really powerful, and I think that applies to many different, um, I guess, like faculty slash like you know fields, I guess. Um, and so, getting to know your TA, um, you know, not only um, will you kind of get on their good side, you know, maybe you'll, um, you know, have like more in-depth explanations, I guess, uh, of topics if you ever need help, but also um, making those connections if you ever need in the future. You know, I, like right now, I believe some of my classes, I actually know some of my TAs in the past in my classes. Um, and like, I definitely wouldn't be uh, shy from just kind of sending them a message, you know, if they'd ever be interested in studying together, um, if I was trying to create some sort of study group. So I think it's definitely, um, it would be a good idea to try to make those connections and um, I guess like solidify them. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's also a good reminder that TAs are normally undergrad or master's students. So they're really not that much older than you and have been in your shoes a lot of the times. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And then kind of moving on to more time management and stuff. I don't know about you, but like, I think a lot with COVID and still like that transition back to in-person learning, I'm finding like a lot of profs are still like assigning a lot of their readings and stuff at the beginning of the week. Do you have any tips for kind of managing your time when you say you get a big chunk of work and it's not really broken down? Like you don't have say like checkpoints in the weeks, like you have a lot of work to get done with an entire week. How do you manage your time and get it all done? Uh, for sure. So um, I think that also kind of breaks down. That's generally how my weeks are set up usually is just like a few due dates and you just kind of do whatever you can whenever. Um, one thing that I find helpful for time management, um, over the weekend, if you can, if some of your professors release stuff uh, early enough, or I guess like this can go into like Monday or Tuesday, um, try to make a breakdown of like your week. So for example, um, on maybe Sunday evening for me, I would probably make a breakdown of, uh, all right, Monday, I'll do my readings and my lectures for this class. Tuesday, I'm, I have this stuff going on. Wednesday, I can probably work on assignments and such and so on. Um, I think that's a really helpful way of managing your time on a week by week basis. Um, and also I find it really helpful to kind of just note all of your due dates somewhere. Um, even if it's kind of in a messy way, for example, for me, um, I, I know I'm like how I do is a little bit different from other people. I know a lot of other people kind of put all their due dates in like a Google calendar or something like that. Um, I actually just, throw all my due dates into a sticky note. Um, and I divide it among each class. But then uh, if I ever want, I can kind of take a look and see what dates are close together and get an idea of when, what, like which weeks in particular will be maybe kind of stressful because they have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, maybe some weeks that don't really have much going on. Yeah, for sure. That's a good plan, kind of backtracking and seeing when de deadlines are and stuff. I like how you break stuff down. Yeah. And then kind of moving on to is like, so when you have a lot of tasks for different classes, do you find it easier to say like focus a couple hours on one class and then switch? Or do you find like switching between classes helps you like stay focused and keep your attention? Um, for me, I usually find switching between classes um, like more often like help me, it helps me stay on task better just because um, I can't really focus on one class for like the entire day. Uh, maybe I'll 
you know, after like three hours of like on one class, I might get like really, really bored of the content. And then I'll maybe switch to another class. Um, as long as you can get everything done in the time necessary, I don't think there's any, um, I, I don't think there's any real big difference. I guess it just really depends on the style in which you study. Yeah, for sure. And then when it comes to taking breaks and stuff, do you have like a set schedule to use the Pomodoro technique or anything? Or do you kind of just take breaks whenever? Um, for me, I personally just take breaks whenever. Uh, maybe it could be kind of um, not big milestones, but rather uh, times that I have set throughout the day. So for example, lunchtime, I'll probably take a break for lunchtime. Uh, dinner time, take a break for dinner time. But those will usually be my cutoffs. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then like when you take breaks, do you find like there's certain activities you do to like say stress relieve or is it just kind of going on your phone or whatever? Um, usually it just comes down to going on my phone, watching some like show, like an episode or something, uh, just to kind of like, I guess, get my mind off of work for a little bit. And then I can get back into the group later on. For sure. And then are you more of a person that prefers like studying at home or heading to the library or finding some cafe or something? Um, more recently, just because this year, the COVID situation, I guess, has alleviated a little bit. And so there are kind of like more public areas to study. Um, I found myself going more often to public areas just because um, uh, I, at least at Queens, uh, we have a really nice common area for uh, computing students. So it's really nice to basically not be at home and, you know, try to be on task outside of home. Um, otherwise, I usually just kind of work at home um, if I am able to, I guess, stay focused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would recommend like, I guess, like try out different areas, you know, see if you can study in public, see if you can study in a public like study space, see if you can study at home and kind of outweigh, you know, if you can focus well in each environment. Okay. And then I guess for any listeners from Queens, do you have any recommendations for study spots you should check out? Um, for sure, the main library, which is Stauffer uh, Library, um, they have... Um, like five floors and basically the higher up you get the quieter it gets so um, if you're looking for a really quiet space you can aim for a spot on the highest floor um, otherwise um, honestly I found that sometimes you can just kind of sneak into some classrooms that are open and nobody's using yeah. and those um, can also be pretty quiet spaces as well yeah it's a really good study tip and kind of moving on to another topic with midterm season coming up for a lot of students do you have any tips when it comes to studying that you know planning out your studying um, for, I guess I can start off with like planning out your studying. Uh, it's important to just like take note of when all your midterms are, uh, try to figure out what, um, your midterm season is looking like. So for example, for me personally, um, I have like, I had two midterms this week and then I have the rest of my midterms after the break. So I kind of had an idea of how to break down my time. I didn't necessarily need to put it all into like before the break at all. Um, so get an idea of when all your midterms are, and then you can kind of uh, from there, think about when you need to start studying and, um, and you know, continue studying. Um, and then with respect to like actually studying for midterms, um, I personally like going through um, professors' slides and notes that they upload. Um, even though I take my own notes and such, um, I usually like to do one run through of like the professor's notes and slides. Uh, try to make sure uh, I didn't really miss anything, but like go super in depth with those slides and all. Um, and then if I did miss anything, make a note of that. Um, otherwise, just keep going. And then I find that, um, especially for some courses, it's really helpful to do practice. Um, I found that especially like in my earlier years in math, uh, practice was really helpful. Uh, so if your uh, professors ever release any sort of like, I guess, practice guides, um, previous midterms and such, try to do as many as you can, because those are 
really good practice. Um, otherwise, for me, I just personally read through notes um, once or tw uh, twice a day, uh, pretty in-depth, and then I guess keep it going for a few days just so um, it kind of just stays locked in your memory. Yeah, for sure. And then if professors say don't release midterms and stuff, are there other ways you can say get access to question banks and stuff from your past experience? Yeah, uh, for me personally, I haven't tried question banks for midterms in particular. I find those more helpful for finals just because uh, I believe there are more finals uploaded on them. Yeah, for sure. And where do you normally where do you normally find the question banks? Um, the question or the exam banks I'm thinking of are um, actually facilitated by Queen's University. Um, oh. So at Queen's specifically, um, if there's any Queen's students in here that are listening, um, there is an exam bank that you can check out. For finals, that's really helpful because you can find most of your um, past final exams for classes. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. And then you mentioned like reading break coming up. How do you typically like plan out your time for reading break to say like mix of studying and relaxing to kind of make the most of that time off? Um, I think it's uh, it kind of goes back into looking at your schedule after reading break. Um, for sure, if you don't have like much to do after reading break, um, I, I doubt many of you guys will have to do much unless if you guys want to get ahead. Um, and getting ahead, uh, getting ahead can be pretty useful. Um, so for example, like getting ahead in readings for a few weeks, if you can, then that basically makes it so you don't, you don't need to do readings on some weeks if you're too busy. Um, but I find that um, mainly just checking out the schedule of the week after and, or the next two weeks after uh, is a pretty good idea. Um, so for example, if you have many midterms after reading week, because I know some schools and faculties fluctuate on like when they decide to put midterms, um, it might be a good idea to try to put in some time during your reading break um, to do stuff. So maybe um, like during your off times, what I do is maybe if I'm going out with friends during daytime, I'll try to study more during the nighttime. Um, and then that kind of gives you some time to kind of relax um, and kind of cool off during that reading break while still getting some studying in. For sure, that's a good tip. I think you mentioned it a bit before, but do you have any study tips more specifically related to finals, especially, I guess, when you have more exams in a closer period and stuff? Mm -hmm. um, for that, um, I think a lot of my, how I study for finals is mostly the same, except I make extensive use of the exam bank. I usually try to download like every single past exam and just do as many as I can. Um, I think one big difference though, that like I, I didn't really stress earlier, um, it's just important to take breaks during exams because exam season, that part can get really stressful. Uh, make sure to take breaks, don't get burnt out because uh, during the school year, I guess if you get burnt out, uh, it might not be as big as compared to exams because you'll have many exams in a row potentially. And if you get burnt out really early on, then that might just be like kind of like your downfall. So um, just be mindful of how much time you're putting in, take some breaks. Um, I find that um, studying with like friends and such uh, was pretty useful for final exams um, because then you can kind of get an idea um, of like how other people might answer a question, you know, if your answer might differ from others and if they have anything to add to yours. Um, and it's pretty just, it's pretty useful just to hear different perspectives for um, certain, I guess, like classes and ways in which you would answer them. Yeah, for sure. And then when you're in like that final season and stuff, do you have any activities you like to do, kind of like to de-stress or anything, anything in particular? Um, during finals, I think um, I like to kind of just hang out with friends. So like after maybe if I have a little bit of downtime between like one final to the other, maybe I'll try to coordinate something with friends to like 
just de-stress for like one complete day and then continue studying after that. Yeah, for sure. That can be a big stress reliever. And kind of moving into one of our final topics is that transition in academics from high school to post-secondary. I don't know if you can talk a little bit about how you found that transition in terms of workload, studying, time management, all that. Sure. Um, I think the, the transition is definitely, I think, something else in the sense that like you've never really experienced it before. Um, going from high school, um, you know, you're going to classes like eight hours a day, um, and then you just go home, you do your assignments, projects, whatever. Uh, you go to sleep and then you wake up for class the next day. Um, with university, uh, because of how um, everything's structured, you might not always have classes, like, you know, eight hours a day. Um, and if in that case, then you have a lot of time to yourself, which I find pretty useful because um, in that time, that's when you can actually do your work rather than, for example, in high school, when you get home, uh, that time between when you go to sleep, right? So um, throughout your day, you'll have uh, plenty of time uh, for some people um, to just kind of do work, do whatever work you need to catch up on, do assignments. Um, I think you have to ensure that you kind of develop your time management skills because it can be really easy to fall into like the loop where it's like, um, you know, it's kind of like high school where you can just kind of leave stuff off until like the end of your like quote unquote school day um, and then, you know, start your work. Um, but it's also important to just pay attention to how much work um, you have and how quick you can do it uh, just because you don't want to end up falling behind. Um, so yeah, the, I think the biggest transition for me was just managing time. Just, yeah, I guess summarizing everything I just mentioned. Um, in high school, you have your eight-hour school days. You go home and do your work. Um, in university, your schedule is a lot more flexible, I guess. Um, and so that might make it harder for some people. That might make it easier. But I find that since you don't have as much class time a day, it can be a lot easier to just put in, like, a little bit more time and, I guess, like, be done with, like, your, quote-unquote, like, eight-hour school day and just be done with work for the rest of the day as well. Um, so I find that pretty nice. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing I would have to note about the transition. Um, otherwise, um, the transition in other respects is pretty fun. You know, you're going to meet many new people from all sorts of places um, and you're going to have a great time, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel that the academics, you, we don't, you don't realize how much time you have, how like literal time is actually classes and how much time you have to yourself, but you definitely have to learn how to manage it. Exactly. when it comes to meeting new people and all that stuff. So yeah, I think that's a good place to end it right there since that was a really good tip there for any first years or any high school students looking at transitioning. So thank you so much, Truman. I know I definitely learned a lot. And yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the fifth episode of season two of Post-Secondary Teeth presented by Leap Canada. Subscribe to be notified whenever we release a new episode and make sure to follow us on social media at leap.canada to get updates on all our exciting events and projects.